this morning. Thank you. Um, but it's also an honor to, to just represent an organization that, that does so much um, around the world. See, Project Hope Worldwide, if you're not familiar, exists to receive, provide refuge, and restore hope for the world's most vulnerable children, and we do that in Jesus' name. And so uh, you'll hear a little bit about that this morning, a little bit more about what that looks like from people who've experienced it firsthand, and I'm so excited for you to do so. Uh, if you don't know me, uh, I, I'm, like I said, my name's Marshall. I have two kids. Uh, my oldest kid um, and, and I have this really special relationship. Uh, she's kind of like my little mini-me. And uh, I was reading through the book of James the other day, and it began to kind of shift the way I speak to my oldest daughter. And so when she comes home from school, I started changing the question from how was school today to who did you help today? So I want her to be about finding areas to be a helper, to, to be consciously looking for areas and places where she could be a difference maker. And, and the scripture that triggered that is found in James 2, 15 and 16. It says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and be well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is that? And I began to think of what does that look like for me, myself, my family, my children, not just to be speakers of doing good, but actually being doers, to be difference makers and to find those specific areas where we could insert ourselves, our gifts, talents, and really mostly just our time to say, hey, I'm making a difference here. And today on the stage with me, you have people who have done just that. So I'm going to turn it over to Ben and the rest of the team to introduce themselves and share a little bit more about how Project Hope has infiltrated into their lives and how also they've started to share their giftedness and helping with Project Hope. Yeah. Well, Marshall, we're glad to have you here this morning. Yeah. Uh, glad to have these other folks here on stage. So I'm Ben. I'm one of the pastors here at Central. And uh, maybe just to start this off, you guys could share who you are and what role you've had with Project Hope. Well, I am Noah Ethan McCormick. I'm um, one part of... I'm the student pastor here at Central, um, but also um, with Project Hope, I am a, um, I make up a donation, the lowest donation you could possibly do um, for Project Hope um, for one, one kid at the Mexico Project Hope Worldwide site, and um, I just recently get, got back from a trip, and I'd never been with Project Hope. This is really neat, but we've been, um, but a couple of years ago, um, my wife and I prayed about if we should partner with Project Hope and uh, and give our support. So we were like, hey, that's a cute kid from Mexico. Let's support him somehow. Um, so, or her at the time, now it's uh, him. They didn't change. Anyway, uh, it's a different kid. It was two different kids. And Just this the is the recorded. So everyone online, hi. Welcome to Central. It's a different it's a different kid. She aged out. Now it's Roberto. Anyway, hey, why don't you tell us who you are? My name is Jessica Gibson. My husband Dan and I have been part of Project Hope since it began in 2009. Um, he is currently the board chair and I uh, typically go to Uganda and just do a little bit of everything on the trips I've been on. So we sponsor several kids across um, the projects, too. So, Yeah, we're really blessed to have Dan and Jessica uh, as part of their Centralites. They're, they're from here in Central, and 
Uh, we also have Manny Atencio uh, here in the audience, and he uh, serves as a director there in Mexico. And so uh, Jessica and Dan are soon going to be moving into that role where they oversee that project there in, in Uganda, a place that's definitely near and dear to their heart. So you've had a long history of working with Project Hope uh, there in Uganda specifically, and um, would love to hear, you know, how that, what that's been over the years as you guys have, uh, you know, maybe started at one point and just continued to be even more committed to that work and why it's been so important to you. Absolutely. It's definitely sucked us in from the very beginning. Um, Project Hope, like I said, started in 2009. In 2010, um, during the final phases of construction in our Uganda project, we started receiving some of the pictures from the kids that we would be bringing in to live there um, from their villages. And we, I remember putting my kids to bed, and they were small at the time. Um, they were four, six, and like 13, and and I just sat in my kitchen crying because you could see that there was no light in their eyes. Um, and I don't know if you all realize, but if a child is not treasured, if they're not told that they're valuable, that someone delights in them, they don't have that sparkle. And I just remember sitting in my kitchen thinking, I have to go there and put my arms around them. I mean, I, that was my whole mission. I want to go and I want to hug them and show them that someone loves them and cares for them and thinks that they are special and that they have a reason to be on this planet. And so um, I did. I was one of the only females on that trip. And my whole goal was to hug as many of those kids as I possibly could. And it was great. Um, I started going back every year after that. And um, I have a background in uh, family relations and child development with a focus on non-normative development and behavior. And so I started supporting our house moms who are actually widows in the community and I started doing parent training with them because the best way for me to feel like I knew those kids were going to get the best care and the the most complete care would be to support the moms that were with them every day and so I would do parent training with them um, I started leading bible studies with them because you know you're you can't pour out of your cup unless it's full, and there's only one person that can fill your cup overflowing consistently, and that's Jesus, and so I just, I wanted them to just feel like they could to love these kids well, and, um, and then I started sitting in on certain meetings where we would do developmental programs, where we would try to bring in father figures from some of our staff and, um, and our teachers there to just support the moms um, and model a complete family around these kids. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen any of our pictures online, but some of them are before and after photos. And that dullness in those beginning pictures that we had taken of them, like, is completely gone. They have light in their eyes, and they have the biggest smiles and the best laughs and they're they're whole kids you know they're kids just like ours but the only difference is the circumstances they were born in but they still need that that treasuredness that value poured into them to have 
that self-worth and to know that God loves them, you know. And so that's just always been my favorite part about going is to be able to, to on God's behalf, be those hands and feet and hugs for them. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and that's one of the beautiful things is you get lots of hugs. Whether you want them or not, you're going to get lots of hugs from kids. And so I don't know if any of you don't like hugs from kids, but it's a pretty awesome thing to just show up. But these kids are hungry for it. My, my teenagers, I'm kind of like, can I hug you? Um, these kids, they, they're running up and just wanting to have that affection of, of somebody else. So, so Noah, you just got back like literally Wednesday. Um, and you've been to Mexico before, mm-hmm. but this time you, you got to experience maybe a different side of Mexico. Talk about that experience. What was it like for you to, to go and visit? Project well, it was Hope? literally a different side of Mexico because I went on a cruise ship um, to Mexico and it was really nice. Um, and, um, it was a vacation, but this was Juarez, Mexico, which is where the Project Hope Worldwide is in, uh, Mexico is in Juarez and it's right across the border in desert mountains, which used to sound like an oxymoron to me, but it's not. That is a thing that exists. I'm like learning about the world right now. So you guys are watching me like do it. So, um, but we, um, yeah, it was, it was different is, um, I, I went with the intention first, um, first time I went to Mexico was having fun and just turning a blind eye to needs and just to relax. But, um, being able to slow down and see what the project is doing, um, see all the opportunities that, um, there are, and there are endless possibilities. I feel like, um, it was, it was opening. It was, it was, uh, it changed my perspective of where, where me as just a, a, a sponsor of a kid, where my money goes, but also like why my money goes to where it goes. So, yeah. Yeah. And you got to meet your child while you were there, I right? Did. You sponsor. I did. I got to meet Roberto and Roberto. So I'm, like I said, the youth pastor here and I'm really, really good with teenagers. They hire me to be good with teenagers. I'm supposed to be an expert. And this teenager was not impressed by me at all. Um, and it wasn't the language barrier. It was, uh, who are you? Like, um, but, but, um, it was, it was good for me to experience that. Um, my conceitedness to be like, well, this is what I do for a living. And I'm good at this kind of thing. And, um, to go in and see somebody who he, he does have needs that are being met from Project Hope, um, but also, he, he's got this story. I don't know that story. I, I know what's written on a piece of paper, but I, I don't know him personally. And, and being able to meet him personally, um, it made me be like, well, I'm going to sponsor you even harder now because, uh, because like, we don't have the relationship that I have looking at his paper and being like, man, I'm so glad he's doing good. He's, he's really working on his writing. He's, he's really working on, you know, what, whatever math and out of, um, at school. And, um, now I see him and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to create a relationship here, um, that he's going to be able to trust me. Um, he doesn't have a father. He, uh, he doesn't have, um, a lot of the things that, that I had growing up. He doesn't have what my kids have, uh, growing up. So, um, so I can be a part of that. I can support him uh, with my money, and I can also support him by going, encouraging him, um, maybe learning his language a little bit, and so me and him can have 
an actual relationship. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it is pretty cool. I, I got to visit Uganda a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago with Clayton and Dan, and uh, then got to go with Noah on this trip to Mexico. And while we were in Uganda, I got to meet the, the child that I sponsor. His name is Amos, and it's interesting because Amos loved me, so I don't... <laughs> I don't know about that, um, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a great experience to to be able to meet him, to connect with him personally. Amos uh, has a mother that is having lots of challenges in in her life, and um, she he desperately needs the support that Project Hope is providing, uh, just to get to know him, to know the things that he loves, you know, to hear about him playing in a soccer match and getting to go to the, the capital city and different things like that. It was um, it was a great opportunity to to be able to do that, and for me. I, I know that, I'll just admit, I mean, I'm guilty as charged. I sent the check every week or every month. I sent the check every month um, and sponsored him. But when it came to the connection, you know, I mean, we'd get the, the letters at Christmas time and things like that, but we didn't write anything back. And now I know Amos and I know who he is personally. And so when I wake up in the morning and I pray for my kids, I pray for Amos as well because I know who he is and what his needs are. And so that's one of the beautiful things about Project Hope and, and being able to partner with them is that you can go on a trip, you can go, you can be with your, your child that you sponsor and be a part of that. So um, Jessica, I'm going to ask you, so you've, you've seen a progression over the years of what Project Hope has looked like and the, the kind of support that they've provided. Can you share kind of what, what is it about that support that you see that's so inspiring and yeah. Absolutely. Um, My favorite thing about Project Hope is that we encourage you to go meet your kid. This is about relationship. As much as our Heavenly Father wants a relationship with us, for us to seek him and get to know him better, um, we should be doing the same for these children. And so, um, like I said, it is something to see these kids in their environment and to get out of your own and to just really rely. Okay. When I first went to Uganda, the one thing that I noticed right away is that I didn't recognize anything about the culture at all, but I recognized God right away. Like, I could see he was the same God there as it is here. And so um, it's because I know him. I've, I, I talk with him. And so we want you to go and meet your kids so you can get to know them, and they can recognize you. They know your, your face. Um, I'll tell you, those kids in Uganda, if you're a sponsor there, they have your picture in their kitchen. Like, you have their card on your refrigerator, but they've got your picture in their like refrigerator and um they they want to know you and they get so excited when they do get their sponsor to come it's like it's yeah it's like it's like if your kid wanted you to show up to their their recital or something like like that's my dad you know they're over there that's my sponsor and so um but I mean, just to see the way that the project has um, grown to support their needs. Um, when I first went, the very first time, there were three homes and an admin building and a center shelter. And in the center shelters, where we did all the things with the kids, that was school, that was children's church, and then the admin building has a big room that we used as our main church service. Now we have a medical clinic, we have a church, we have homes uh, for our director and our pastor, we have 
primary school, we have secondary school, we have a trade school, we, we have, you know, we have 11 homes now. And so it is just developed into this huge community support. And so any, like, we employ people from the village around. And so it's just amazing to see the way that just our presence there has changed the whole community's life. Um, and it's, it's incredible to, to be a part of it. Yeah. Noah, you, uh, while we were there in Mexico, you mentioned that this was an experience that you wanted to bring back to your family, back to your kids. Why was that important to you? What was it about that experience that you wanted to, to bring back? So when I was, when we were driving up to and through all of the, just, it's almost, it looks like dystopian. It looks like it's like 30 years old and some of these houses are like, two years old, you know, like it, it just, it's crazy. It wasn't computing. And I was thinking my kids are lucky. They need to see this. They need to see that people like, like are actually suffering and they've got it really good. And that's where it kind of started. But from there, um, it kind of blossomed into, no, I really need my, my children to see that like, like there's, there's more to do outside of Owasso, Oklahoma. Like, like we, we, we can be nice to people and we can work, like, watch our words and we honor our mother and father, please, and, and all that good stuff. Um, but there's, that I, I pray that my children have a servant heart. I, I pray that, that they, will, um, they will see a need, like Project Hope has seen a need in Juarez, Mexico, that they, they can actually fill that need by, by, one, support through money, and that's, but, I think a bigger support is to go and to serve them, to build a house or to, uh, to put on a, a, a clinic or, or whatever, partner with Project, Ministry or Project Hope however they want or however they need us to, um, to fulfill that need. And I want, I want my, my kids to be part of that. Um, we went because we were scouting out a mission trip for our, our teenagers in June, uh, which, if you didn't know, yes, we're going to do that um, as long as I do all the paperwork, which is, yeah. Um, so just found out, like, you know. We can help you out. I'm, thank you so much, yes. I'm talking, like, around the people, like, hey, it would really be nice if we could do that. Okay. Um, but, yes, uh, we're, we're going to be doing that in June. And, uh, but we were scouting it out because is it going to be a place that is going to be safe? Is it going to be a place that we can actually help and we're not hindering by, by being there and just kind of being in the way of their ministry. And it is a place where we can help. Um, it is, um, there's so many opportunities and it is a place that, that is safe. It's, it's, it's not, um, we think of war as Mexico being oppressed and it is, and it's, it's, there's not a lot there, but it's because of their government structure and it's because of their housing situation, the land that they're on, um, their, utilities and all that good stuff. Um, but it's not because it's necessarily dangerous. It's because they have nothing. They, they, they don't have what, what they so desire. They don't have basic needs. And we, they, a lot of them don't have the humanity that we take for granted. So, um, so what Project Hope is doing is they're providing the physical needs. Uh, they're providing schooling. And, and this is in a nutshell, because they said a lot better um, than this. But um, and they're, they're providing spiritual guidance, that they are getting the word of God 
weekly, daily, um, if they show up to, to Project Hope. So it's a bigger work than just, I'm going to send my money. It, it's, so I want my kids to be part of that. I want teenagers to be part of that. I want to be part of that. I want my wife to, to be part of that. Um, if she could have taken my place and been like, I'll go scout it out, she totally would have. Um, because my desire uh, to go was like, okay, well, this is kind of for work. Um, but, um, but yeah, she had the right desire, which is I want to meet Roberto. I want to meet some of these kids, Camilla and, and Ruth and Estrella and, and all these kids and actually be part of their life and um, be given the opportunity to do that. So, Yeah, and I think that, you know, looking at being able to go to Uganda, also going to Mexico in a pretty short amount of time, to be honest, you know, poverty looks like poverty. It's the same in Uganda. It's the same in Mexico. It's the same in North Tulsa. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think we want for our students, too. We want that for our church is uh, for us not only to be reaching out and caring for the needs around the world, but also right here. So let me maybe ask a follow-up question. How do you see uh, our work with Project Hope as helping us to equip the church to reach those here? Yeah, I think that it's it's kind of a, a shocking thing, and it's going to be a, a shocking thing for some of our students to go to Mexico. I think it'd be, it was a shocking thing for me. So I'm not picking on the teenagers. I'm picking on us as a church. Um, and it, I think that prompts us to do something. And when we're in Mexico and someone's saying, okay, well, we are going to give food here. We're going to pick up these kids from there. You got to do this craft here. It kind of gives us a structure. And um, the encouragement is not for it to be the good deed that we did, the humanitarian good deed that we do that makes us feel good about ourselves, but instead to bring that home and say, where's God at work here at Central? Where's God at work here in Owasso, in Oklahoma, in America? And we can, we can do that. And I think our church can do that. We have the capability to do that. I, I, it's, it's amazing that we have Dan and Jessica that actually, I mean, you're, part of our church and people probably just high five you and it's like oh they're such a nice family but y'all are doing stuff in Uganda and you were there from the beginning we have uh, Manuel Atencio that that is actually what what y'all this the role that y'all are going to step into right now in Uganda he is in that role already in Mexico and um it's not like our church is looking at this distant ministry that that we're like yeah if we could only be part no we're part of it it's in our it's in our identity now. Like it's part of who we are. It's what we do. So from here, if this has to be the starting point, um, we've been partnered officially with Project Hope as a church for four years now. Um, and let's continue this. Let's continue this relationship with um, going to these places and and giving our funds and our energy and our time. Um, let's partner with them. Like I thought, like, I'm going to sponsor you even harder, Roberto. That's funny, but it's true. Like he, he is missing something and I'm not the end all be all, but I'm part of the solution, uh, which Project Hope has packaged well. So, yeah. So it begs the question, how do we get involved for those maybe then are in this audience that haven't been involved yet with Project Hope? How can we get, uh, how can we make a difference? Yeah, so I guess before I even begin to answer that, um, as a young person and talking about this potential trip with Noah later on this summer, um, as a 17, 18-year-old, my parents sent me, uh, I didn't necessarily sign up, 
uh, to a mission trip in Uganda, Africa, ironically, and um, it completely changed my life. And not because I was there able to help out or, or be a difference maker. It, it wasn't just because I got, uh, you know, perspective on how fortunate I was where I was born into. Um, I realized very quickly I was a part, like you said, of a solution, not just me. Um, and it literally changed the trajectory of my career, my passion, my family, uh, the dynamic in my family. So students, parents, um, really do yourself a favor and strongly consider it. It very well could change your life, your family dynamic, and really just the DNA of this church, like you said, Noah. So there's a number of ways to get involved. Um, first and foremost, the short answer, like we say, is pray, give, and go. Uh, a little bit longer version of that is, of course, we covet your prayers, and, and we ask for those day in, day out, like you're saying, not only for your sponsored kids, for, for the organization and the health itself. Uh, to give might look a little different for uh, whoever you are, whatever financial situation that you find yourself in, you could, yes, sponsor. Um, everybody on the stage here is a sponsor. We like to write our kids. We like to go visit our kids. And I think that's kind of one of the differentiating factors for our organization. There's a handful of organizations like ours on a national and even global level. But what differentiates us is kind of twofold. One, you get to go and visit your child face-to-face, hand-in-hand, see eye to eye, spend quality time together, be praying with one another. It's truly life-giving and transformational, not just for that student, but for yourself as well, like any healthy relationship is. It's kind of two-way, right? Another thing is 100% of those sponsored dollars go directly to that kid, not overhead, not expenses. 100% go to that kid. And that's not something that many organizations, if any organization, could say themselves. And then finally, to go on a trip. I think no matter who you are in this room and no matter how you got here or whatever chapter or season of life you're in, to go and experience something maybe outside of your comfort zone, to be a part of the solution, to go and just simply be present. The benefits that come with that, it's not why we go, but it's just part of the reality of it is Jesus was pretty clear on how to treat widows and orphans and making disciples in all nations. And when you answer that call, when you're a part of that in real time, There's really few things, if anything, that are more gratifying and rewarding because that's truly how we were created as born-again believers. The last thing I'll say is probably something I should have led with, and that's how much Project Hope appreciates the, the, the partnership that happens with Central Baptist Church. There's a lot of organizations within this community, globally, nationally, and internationally, that, that you could say yes to, and the fact that you say yes to us on a monthly basis quite literally makes the difference. So uh, if you're in the room and you're a sponsor, I want to say thank you. If you're part of church leadership, thank you. If you're part of somebody who just simply voted and said, yeah, that sounds like an organization as a church we can get behind, thank you. I I talked to somebody in the hallway earlier and said, I'm already a sponsor. I'm already going to go on a trip. Like I've checked all the boxes. So what I would say to that individual, and if that's you this morning, help us spread the word. Generosity is contagious. And, And the things that we are passionate about Others around us within our sphere and circles of influence become passionate about it and will pick it up far quicker and far sooner because you said, this matters to me and I think it should matter to you. So I want to encourage you to think of some names, some people, some places where you can go and share the the organization Project Hope Worldwide that's making uh, a generational impact in the lives of the children that we serve, the nearly 300 children that we serve in Nicaragua, Mexico, and Uganda. Awesome. Well, let's thank these uh, folks up here on stage for sharing with us this morning. We're grateful for you guys. Thank you once again.
You know, we, we do this as a church. Um, we, we have Orphan Sunday every year. We, we celebrate this, and uh, it's, it's something that's part of who Central is. But why do we do this? I mean, why do we talk about orphans and, and widows? You know, what, what is the purpose behind this? It's not because we have people like Dan and Jessica and, and Manuel, and, uh, you know, it's not because we have them here in our church. It's not because we have Project Hope right down the street from us. It's not so that we can, you know, tell these stories and put them on Instagram and Facebook and get that clickable, you know, uh, picture on there that makes us feel good. We do it because at the root of it, this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus, right? You know, this is what God did, what God does. He sent his son into this world so that he could be part of our lives, so that he could come and he could show his love to us. He entered into a world that was nasty. He entered into a world where there was hopelessness. Jesus came physically, and he was with us. And that's what he has set for us as an example, as a model for us. You know, in Philippians 2, it talks about how um, Jesus came, and we are to have that same, that same mindset of, that he had. It says in Philippians 2, "...have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus." Though he was in the form of God, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. He came to serve us, and he showed us what it means for us to enter into the lives of other people, to enter into the messiness, to travel into places that maybe are not comfortable. The God of heaven came to show us how to do that and to show us what it means to bring hope and life to other people. So we support these children not because uh, of what we're getting out of it. You know, we, we provide resources. Uh, we go and we play games with them, play soccer for hours. We go and play Connect Four, you know, in Uganda. They love that. Um, we do all of this because that's what it means for us to be a follower of Jesus. And it's even what the Apostle James said in, in James one twenty seven. He said that religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. So that's what we do. That's why we do this, because it's us entering into the affliction. It's us entering into the hopelessness so that we can bring that message of life. We can bring that message of hope. We can bring that message of love to to the world. So I want to encourage us this morning, you know, as we respond to this, how how should we respond? You know, Marshall talked about uh, sponsorship is one way. And for some of you, you need to make that commitment this morning. We've got people out in the hub. I would encourage you, you know, it's, it's 12 o'clock. I know our stomachs are growling. Take the time on the way out the door this morning. Stop by that table. Talk to the Project Hope staff. Hear about how you can be a part of sponsoring a child and taking care of them, not just physically, but spiritually and in, in so many other ways. Maybe you want to give a gift this morning. There's a QR code that you guys can scan. If that's something that you would like to do to help meet a strategic need that the ministry has around the world. For some of you, you need to step out in faith. For some of you, you need to step into that affliction. And I want to encourage you. We're going to have opportunities for trips this summer. Noah's going to be taking the youth. There's other trips that are going on during the summer that people can sign up for. Whether that's you individually or uh, you as a couple or even to bring your kids, there are opportunities for even families to come and to visit and to be a part of that. And so I encourage you, again, step out into the hub, have a conversation with the staff and hear what those opportunities are. Let's stand together as we close and we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you so much uh, for Project Hope.
We thank you for the ministry that we've been able to partner together with uh, for these many years. Lord, I thank you for those that you've brought into our church body to help us just catch a vision for what it is that you're doing through this ministry. And Lord, as we respond this morning, I pray that your spirit would lead us. I pray that it would help us to know how do we step into the lives of vulnerable children and widows around the world. Help us to know what we should do in this. Lord, we don't, we don't want to do it out of compulsion. We don't want to do this out of guilt, but we want to do it out of faithfulness to what uh, you are calling us to do. Jesus, thank you. We thank you that you stepped into this world so that we can have hope. And we want um, more than anything for others in this room, for those around the world, for those in the project, that they would be able to know the hope of salvation in you. And so this morning, God, we pray that if there's anyone here that hasn't responded to that, that this morning they would find somebody after the service, uh, that they would meet with someone in the connection room, uh, Lord, that there would be an opportunity for them to be able to know that hope this morning as well. Thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he loved us and that he came, he died for us. He rose again so that we can have that hope and, and new life today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, uh, there's one other way before we, we dismiss that we can respond, and that's by reminding ourselves of, again, why do we do this? Uh, as a church, why do we do this? And that's by saying our, our purpose statement together. And so if you'll repeat after me, it's up here on the screen. At Central Baptist Church, we exist to live for Christ, love people, and make disciples. Thanks so much for being here. Well, guys, thanks so much for being here at Central Online today. Uh, it's been an awesome service as we've gotten to just worship together and learn more about Project Hope worldwide. And I'm just thankful for all of you who tune in week in and week out and uh, if you want to learn more about Project Hope, we've got a link in the description, projecthopeworldwide.org. And that's where you can go to learn more about how they provide holistic care for the most vulnerable children in all the world. Uh, we get to sponsor three different children as a family, and it's been such a blessing for us getting to go and actually meet the kids in person and, you know, give them a hug and just see the work that Project Hope does like in reality. And so I would just encourage you to do that. And if you can't sponsor a kid month to month, go and make just a one-time donation. It will help them do some of these things like buy new vans and, and just help the kids out. And so uh, we'd love for you to partner with us. It's one of our favorite ministry partners that we have here at Central. Well, before you leave today, I want to make sure that you remember that we're a month away from Christmas. So head to awasochristmas.com if you want some more details on our big Christmas show that we got coming up. You have to reserve your seats for the showtime of your choice. So maybe you've been, you know, uh, lurking in the shadows on the online stream for months. This would be a great chance to get to come and actually be in the building. If you're close enough to come to the Christmas show, we'd love to have you join us. We have three show times at noon, three and six. So grab those seats today, awasochristmas.com. And above everything, we just like to say, remember that Jesus changes everything. So let's live that out this week, wherever you are in this beautiful world. All right, we'll see you next time for Central Online. Later.